Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Electricpreneur Secrets, episode 197, How to Take Control Back of What is the Big Question Today, Joe. I'm your host, Clay Newmeyer, also known as the Pleasant Peasant from up north of the border up here in Canada. So polite, I'll hold the door open and thank you for walking through. Joining me, as always, my esteemed co-host, Joseph the Salesbot Lucani. Joe, how are you doing this fine Friday? Man, Fridays are always fun. It's one of those things where I love the classes that we do on Fridays. I love the engagement we get. And, you know, I used to love the thought of just racing for the weekend. But when you love what you do five days a week, it doesn't really feel any different. I'm feeling good, brother. I'm feeling good. You know what? There is ebb and flow. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like our weeks are perfect and without problems. There's Mm -hmm. always fires to put out. It does a little bit of this. But the highs lately and the baseline that seems to be where the highs are reflecting off, man, they're they're up there. They're peaking. I'm loving it too, man. Really enjoying this. So thank you for that. I wanted to share an embarrassing fact. Ooh, okay. Hit it. Yeah. Hopefully about you and not me. <laughs> it's, it's about me. It's something that happened actually. There was a little event Wednesday. Wednesday, I had a call drop off Wednesday afternoon. And I decided that you know, through the the group chat that we have going in our group of electricpreneurs on the inside, I decided to do an impromptu training because there was a conversation going around of like, how do we get attention in a new group? How do we draw attention to our cause, to our business, to get more leads organically on Facebook? And one person said, well, we could discount. Discounting is kind of a dirty word, right? I think we've talked about that one a few times. We really shouldn't. And it's a whole other episode to talk about how that decays your profitability. It's really bad. And so I wanted to address like how to speak to pains. So here's what we did. I literally jumped on our class link that I sent to the guys and said, if anyone wants to jump on, you can. I'm going to do this with you. It's an end of day. I'm going to check some KPI off. I'm going to put a post out and get some hands up. If you've been following us for a while, you've seen these posts. Likely, if you work with us, you commented on one. Many of you listening probably have commented and got a value piece from us from a post just like this. So they jump on and I said, well, for everyone that can attend right now, we're going to stream this Facebook live to our group. Mm -hmm. And what I missed doing was actually sending it to the group. So it actually went straight to my profile and we had about a dozen people watching live while there's about eight people in the class. And I'm thinking, God, this is late for a lot of people. That's a lot of people watching from our group right now. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Before realizing about 40 minutes in that we were streaming to everyone on Facebook while building this post to get hands up. It was an awkward moment. I had to shut it down. I'm sorry. I love helping you guys for free, but that one was meant to be an inside training and I botched it. I just gave it away for free, man. That's my embarrassing little fact for this one. You know what though? If you think about it, of all the embarrassing things that we've done, right? It's not being awkward. It's not anything that I can claim. If our most embarrassing thing was that we gave so much free value away unknowingly, may that be our biggest problem. May that be our biggest problem because if nothing else, I would rather be known as the coaching team that gives so much away. People wonder how we still have anything left. I love that. I love that, man. Mm. And as we started this about how to take control back, I'm feeling the vacuum pulling me into the marketing and, and what I just talked about. So I'm going to resist. 
because of what we started yesterday. I'm going to resist. We'll get back into that marketing to pain points maybe next week. Mm -hmm. This topic's super freaking important Mm. because we talk about mindset and we talk about the importance of remaining in a good mindset. But Joe, what about the moments where it's fleeting? What about the mornings where we wake up and it is a shitty fucking day and it's Mm -hmm. hard to get on top of the world again. You're feeling like the weight of the world is crushing you. And yet you're about to go run a sales call and all you can't get out of your mind is this old dog won't hunt. I can't fucking connect this. No one's going to buy him for me today. What Mm -hmm. would you say to that? So I'm going to say laugh at it again, because yesterday, one of my action items was talking about the 75E challenge, but that's exactly what would solve this particular problem, right? Okay. Let me me back up and and explain why. So you wake up, you're on the wrong side of the bed, right? And I'm going to describe it for two different people. You wake up on the wrong side of the bed. You didn't have your big breakfast. You didn't listen to your sales material. You didn't show your gratitude. You didn't have your intention. And then you're on your way to the call, smoking your cigarette, listening to metal in the background, which who doesn't love metal, but being in the background being like, okay, now what are we doing? I guarantee that person with even with a better presentation would be less confident in presenting it. Mm. Now take that different, same person, but doing the process. This person went to bed early intentionally. They set their alarm early. They ended up getting their workout in. They went and they had their time for gratitude. They went to the call, driving to the shop, listening to sales material. They went driving to the call, listening to sales material. They've been up. It's eight o'clock. They've been up for three, four hours at this point. I would trust that person, even with a worse presentation than the one who came unprepared. Because you cannot give away what you don't have. You want to give away confidence to your clients. You want to exude confidence. You must have confidence first. It must be poured into you. And if no one pours it into you, where does it come from? Sometimes you got to tap your own thing. You got to pour into yourself sometimes. You got to pull yourself up if you need to. The thing is, is that in order to do this effectively, you need to say it is a great day to have a great day and truly believe it. Why do you think I say it so much? It's because I know that if I act as if and I put the intention and I do the work, I am statistically far likelier to close than if I just trusted talent. Hmm. Really interesting. And I can get that, you know, for someone who's maybe stuck in a negative period in the dark, I would say like yin and yang, light and dark. Let's use the dark as, as a more uh, proper analogy here. And to okay. say, if you're stuck in the dark and you're feeling it harder to light that up, it can feel kind of counterintuitive and a little pushy even to just say, well, if I just say the magic words, if I just say it's a great day, then it's a fucking great day. Like, what are you talking about, Joe? Oh, dude, I'm right there with you, but okay. please continue. But I also wanted to point out that uh, this doctor I follow, uh, he's a psychologist, he, he mentioned this in his content the other day. And I thought, wow, that's profound. We forget this often. We're all receiving the world and this perspective that we're having right now through uh, a major filter. And when I say major, I mean like fucking major, man. Out of the 4 million plus things, the bits of information that are around you right now, you're only capable of processing about 120. 
120 to 4 million. That ratio is not really in your favor. What that means is that your program that you're running naturally, the autopilot, is deleting and filtering different bits of information and running them through a lens of just how you see the world and how you're feeling right now. Exactly. That points some stuff out, right? It really does. It really does. Like speaking as someone who's fought and fights depression on a regular basis, you can get in this mindset where everything's awful. And I found that it's like, yeah, you could medicate, you can do things, you can like, yeah, there's always something to do. But the biggest successes that I found with it is being able to say, I'm going to change how I look at something until it changes for me. Until I'm going to look at the same object every day with the intention of changing it until it eventually does change. Because you're changing your inputs to change your outputs. Not everyone goes to a PLC cabinet and just says, I'm going to turn it off and turn it back on. It's like, no, we're going to get the ladder logic out. We're going to figure this thing out. Inputs, better inputs lead to better outputs. We just need to remember that. It's a good way to look at it. I would also add that we experience the world through multiple senses. Mm-hmm. Right. There, there's really a uh, VACOG is sort of an acronym, but your visual, auditory, and kinesthetic would be your first and foremost. And then your smell and your taste would, would be after that. Now, not often do we relate things to taste, but have you ever had a smell, Joe, mm-hmm. in your life where maybe you went back to some place where maybe you grew up as a child and you yeah. smelt something and immediately you were like, holy cow. I remember running up this hill with a cape on pretending I was Superman just 30 years ago. So I actually have one of my gifts is that I have the ability of remembering and recalling smells. So like I can close my eyes and remember going to my grandma. I can visually close my eyes, put myself in my grandpa's house, open the drawers, smell the oak wood, as well as all the old smell of clothes inside of it. And I can remember that smell and it goes right back into it. I love that you used that, that metaphor right there because the home that we live in, we actually got, we, we're renting in, in this area where I'm living right now, real estate's out of control and I don't trust it. We're renting currently. When we walked into this house, it was right after my grandfather passed mm-hmm. and it smelt like his house. Wow. And, you know, supporting our point here today, too, I don't notice the smell every moment of every day because I'm in the house. Mm -hmm. But if we leave for a few hours, if we go to someone else's house and come back, I always smell it for that little bit. And that's important here. Our exposure to something full time or for a long period of time then removes our ability to recognize it. Mm-hmm. grandpa in essence is still here but i'm not able to pay attention to it until i call attention to it what does that say about your moods what does that say about how you're you're viewing your current situation if like we said you woke up on the wrong side of the bed honestly that's one of the reasons why we focus so much on the gratitude because i've woken up on the wrong side of the bed many a day You have a bad night. The girls keep you awake. You know, the baby's crying. Like, you get it. Like, things are going to happen. You're going to have a rough morning. But unless you call attention to what you want to find, you won't find it. I want to be a person who exudes peace and gratitude. 
I cannot be that person unless I immerse it. And if I don't have someone to immerse in, I must become that person. Mm. That's how you get out of your funk. It's it's easy to say act as if. I, I get that. I, I acknowledge that some of you guys are listening to this are like, well, that won't work for me because it's not as easy. You don't understand my situation. I'm telling you from all the experiences I've had in my life, all the things I've done, I know for a fact that it's the inputs that need to be changed. It's not the bottle that you have. It's not the financial situation you're running through. It's can you change how you're willing to look at a situation until that situation can become something you want better? Can you find the good in that moment? Yeah. And you, you were speaking to like that peacefulness and that Mm -hmm. bliss. And I want to relate this back to these five senses again. I've got a bit of a challenge for you. You guys could consider this uh, one of the big action items for today. Think back with us for a moment. Mm -hmm. Think back to a moment where you made, you know, to be relevant here, a couple of big sales. And what was the feeling after that? You had a good day. You made a couple of sales. Our client won uh, just this week, Monday, had a 13K day. The next day started with another 6K sale. I want to say good start to the week. Feeling good. We say, Juan, how are you feeling? He says, confident, baby. It's so easy when you're this confident. You ever feel that way, Joe? I do. And I have a specific story that I can tell that would help lend to that. Okay. I, I just don't want to lose track of where I'm going with this. But go ahead. Go with it then. Okay. There's sensory involved in confidence. What we describe as confident is just how we've summarized a feeling of multiple sensories to this mm-hmm. glow that we have. But if you think about that, I can picture one in this case, the sun was probably shining, probably a smile ear to ear. He's looking out the window, driving down the road to the next call, thinking nothing can touch me. Today's a great day and no one can take that from me. There were smells attached to that. There was a feeling, a kinesthetic feeling. There's things mm-hmm. he saw. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it's that, that area, that neighborhood. All of that is stored information that you can access again at a later time. That's mm-hmm. the point I wanted to make. Do you still have your bit there, Joe? Do you want to tie yeah. into it? So I can tell you the first generator I ever sold. And I can tell you everything that happened sensory-wise driving home because it's become a core memory super useful the top sale he ended up at the time it was i put together options and i remember it was one of those times where i'm like i'm going to run this play and i'm going to figure this out it was an eleven thousand three hundred and sixty dollar sale i remember that to the deal because i remember everything that went into it we were standing on his back porch his porch was tan treks i remember the feeling underneath it because i took my boots off and we had our we had our just socks I remember the feeling of the heat on my socks. I remember he had a very particular cologne. As we were shaking his hands, I remember his hand felt particularly smooth for a retired person. And I remember going through and I remember leaving and having the sun on the back of my neck. I remember getting into the van and grabbing the steering wheel and clenching it, being so happy. And I can remember the sound of the steering wheel as I was crunching it back and forth. I remember the sound of my van as I was driving. I remember the bumps leaving his property. There are certain memories that stay with us. And the reason why I've kept that memory, because I remember I didn't think I could do it. 
at the time, remember I was a shitty salesperson. This was my first top option sale I had ever gotten in my entire life. It's my first platinum ever. And it happened to be my first generator sale ever. Can I call attention to something? Yeah. A celebrating that that moment happened because it all led to this. Mm-hmm. These small little inputs and, and outputs daily amount to bigger outputs. This is incredible. So thank you for sharing that with us. If you're watching this live on Facebook or with us on YouTube, maybe you're watching the video, then what you just witnessed is Joe tell a story where he literally was smiling ear to ear the entire time. So we've actually just physically proven the attachment to the sensory, to the feeling. And so we've also physically proven that you can take control back just on the show with what just happened. That was not rehearsed. We always show up and just speak. I haven't seen Joe smile that much for that long. Well, you know what I mean? Like you couldn't make that up and you can do the same. You might not be feeling willing to do that in a moment, but just knowing you can take control back is the beginning of this superpower. Mm Mm-hmm. By being able to tap into those moments, that's a meditative state. From what Joe said, he can actually run the pre-arrival script, uh, play rather, not the script, but pre-arrival process, go through his steps, close his eyes in the van and mental preparedness, smile and clench the steering wheel like he did. He can reimagine the smell. You can reimagine the sun on the back of your head. Gosh, that feels nice, doesn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And you're back in this state, a state of, I just made my biggest sale. Isn't that a person who's better equipped to go make and run an incredibly solid play right now? The thing is, is the way my brain works is I was in that moment. I didn't even realize I was smiling. Just so you know, like that smile was a hundred percent authentic because as I was in that moment, like even just thinking about it now, it was the most elating feeling. And I honestly think it's going to lead to our action items because I've got a really good one based off that. Yeah, man. I I can't blame you for that. I want to tie in one more thing because we've tied this into a meditative state. And honestly, I I would guess the percentage of guys out there actually making meditation a part of their day would be 20% or fewer. But at the highest level of business, of sales, it, it would be 80%, if not 95.5, like 95% of that top 5% of salesmen, 100, 100% confidence around this, meditate. And mm-hmm. they do so daily. And they use this kind of trick to help access that kind of feeling before they go run a big nerve-wracking play. You have to take control. You have to be consistent. How else could you do it? We're all human. We all face this. And here's my proof of this concept. I learned to free dive. I have a, a master's certificate in free diving, which ultimately means I spent um, what was like six days in, in Thailand, in Koh Tao, learning to free dive. My deepest dive for me, I wasn't perfect by any means. And I, I, um, I preferred to do it in one certain way because of I had equalization problems in my ears. Now, I'm not going to go into the the finer details of that, but the trick to free diving is actually being not in the ocean, but in a meditative state. So even in a situation where I'm about to go 30 meters beneath the surface, which is about 100 feet, 
metric conversion there. And I know that my ears aren't adjusting well, so I have to be mindful of that. As I go down, you've got to com- um, continually relieve and pop those those ears, right? And what I've got playing in my head, though, is not free diving. It's a moment that's similar to me, which is one of my proud moments of my life that just came up. I shared it on my story this week because it's been 11 years. And it's this little video, Joe. Little I video watching. I took of my my daughter when she was three. And she's just this little bundle of joy at that point, like complete ray of sunshine. And I shit you not, I cannot watch this video. I'll probably prove it here in a second. I can't watch that video without tearing up. And all it is, the sun's shining. It starts with her hanging off the plastic Dodge Ram door handle. And I'm like, hey, that's not for hanging. What are you doing? She pops off in a crow, you know, cause. And she spins quick and the sun's in her hair and the wind. And and she, huh. And I said, what was that? She goes, a bird. I said, really? Where is it? And then she sneezes, and I went, oh, bless you. Mm. And she says, I don't know. I heard it, though. And look, I'm literally waterworks. I can put myself in this moment, and that's what I would do in freediving. Again, I would have to take control. And the next thing you know, I found myself 100 feet below the surface, and I opened my eyes, and it's dark. And I look up, and there's a rope beside me. And there's light. And due to negative buoyancy, you got to work a bit hard to get up. And at some point, the buoyancy shifts and you're like rocket man, like you're on the moon and you're just floating. And at the same time, you're panicking a little because you're it's a minute and a half underwater now. <laughs> mm-hmm. You get to the surface, you take a deep breath and you go, wow. That's the power of taking mental control. That's the power of meditation. You can do incredible things if you learn this little hack. Please, Joe, help us with that action item. So the action item I had is that it actually, you set it up perfectly, is that every one of us, no matter how dark you feel your life is, has a bright spot in your mind. Every one of us has a bright spot. For me, I remember my daughter being born. I remember both my daughters being born. But I remember my, when my first daughter was born, I remember that's the day I became a dad and that's the day my life turned around. And my all-star action for you guys is that I want you to not only just identify it, but I want you to actively and consciously try to access that memory to the extent of try to literally imagine you putting yourself back into your shoes and look around in that memory. The reason why I say look around in that memory is because we actually have stored so much peripheral data that your brain is filtering out. But the more you remember that peripheral data, the realer the memory becomes, the easier it is to access. So my question for you and my challenge for all of you is one, grab your memory. Two, can you tell me something you see, something you smell? You may not be able to taste anything. Okay, fine. But can you feel something? Is the sun out? What's the weather? What are you wearing right now? How does it feeling? What is around you? What are you hearing? 
What are you looking at? If you can do those things, that memory becomes closer and closer to the surface. Similar how Clay's talking about negative pressure. Right now, that memory is deep. The depression's keeping it down. It's got to fight to get up. But once it gets up, the negative buoyancy will release and it will come constantly to the top and it will want to float up. And I encourage you to help it float. Whew. We went deep here today, pun intended, Joe. I can say this with confidence. If you mastered this one thing, if you knew how to take control, if you learned that from us today and began, you know, even the pursuit of greater knowledge and understanding of this one thing so that you could control your outputs and eventually make them your inputs so that you can have and make every day a great day, then that would be life-changing, wouldn't it? You know what? It is a great day. Have a great day. Don't you think? It is, man. This has been another episode and another week of Electropreneur Secrets, the electrician's podcast, where we show up with you five days each week to help you master your sales, simplify your pricing, and master your mindset, apparently, today. We'll see you guys again next week. Thanks, Joe. Talk to you soon. Namaskaram.